up, man. Let's get it cracking. Know what time it is, man. Let's go. Uh, stout hearted under the gauntlet. Gutsy punky booster got frosted. Issue for the eagles, pins and needles, pop conflict. Posture pro person bump nonsense. Been not wine, hate over your hotness. Stop it, jaw hit the cockpit. Master key, locksmith. Love hard to part with. Far from a monolith. Woo. The educator, revelator, architect and renovator. Built in navigation system, mind regulator. Healer, I'm the name of the chief cornerstone. Healer, supposed to be the best, but I mute the phone. Glory. Only goes to one, yes, one alone Worthy of the very breath you use to bless the microphone Knock like a rim shot, asking everyone you know Seeking while he may be found, hands high, heart low Kiss me with the kisses up your lips, better than Merlot Has he ever been defeated? Good God, no Let's go Ain't nobody scared of you Nobody <laughs> make his name known What's going on I out mean, there, man? He's a good God all the time, good God to make his name known Broadcasting from the great Northwest. Ain't nobody scared of you. It's a beautiful day. Make his name you know what I'm saying? I mean, Ooh. if he's a good guy, all the time, good guy. Oh, rock this out a little more, man. Hard crease in your jeans, bold like the brazen politicians on the screens, bold like control B five shift C, bold like I'm making hard to misreference the king. Uh. Skill set unapologetic in delivery. Great commission is the mission. Rappers in auxiliary, undoing your Alcatraz, flip your penitentiary. Bold like I'm meant to do it. Trip wire your sensory. Two spy breed, not the giants but the benefits. Sampling the fruit like a vine dress specialist. Vintage but enlisted with the yes for when the Pressure hits, rejecting mass genetics, not complying with your prejudice. OGs and your rookies, keep your fortunes and your cookies. Sally stays like a bookie, backhanding your bully, letting God be the jury, prophesying through your movies. Wild cards, meet your moodies. I'm the future, call me Judy. Whoa. Man, I'm Ain't telling you, man. Nobody make his name known. Man, yo. <laughs> man, shout out to Shakia, man. Oof. She be going hard, bro. I ain't even gonna front. I ain't even gonna front, man. I'll be a fan for real. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna hold you. Yeah, man. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the No Judgment Zone. I, I mean, I I had to drop something, man. I, I I had to drop something. I know we uh been a little off, you know, uh, last couple of weeks or what have you. But man, again, life, a lot of us got to deal with life still. A lot of us still got to deal with the things that come before us. So we want to just thank everybody that tunes in. Apple Music, SoundCloud listeners, everybody. We appreciate y'all, man. Thank you. Thank you for bearing with us. Thank you for hanging hanging in there with us. Um, The pastor's not in today. Uh, He on a mission today. He on a mission, man. He flew out to L.A. Um, and is currently driving um, to Louisiana with his sister, going to pick up his mother. Um, if you guys recall, uh, she ended up getting ill, and, man, she even flatlined. We shared that testimony on here. Um, God brought her back. You know, they were praying, and God brought her back. Praise the Lord, and and and. They're going to go get her and pick her up, bring her back to, to Cali, and, and the pastor will, will fly back out here once that's complete. So, you know, it's, it's, just, um, it's just awesome, man, to, to see, you know, God working 
see God doing um, exactly what he says he'll do. You know, God will add life to you, man. There's so many times I, I just felt like, you know, death was right around the corner and it's, God has changed my mind, you know, as somebody who has witnessed death, has seen um, just tragedies upon tragedies, you know, I, I was one with that mentality that, man, I, I'm speaking on death, I could be gone any any moment, any day, and once life came to me, and came into me, and his spirit changed my heart and my mind, he started saying, hey, you, you, nobody dies in me. There is no death in me. I am forever. And so are you, if you're in me. So I had to change my mentality and say, you know what? I'm not here speaking about death. I'm not thinking about dying. I'm not looking over my shoulder. I'm not paranoid. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not bound to this anymore. You know, I'm not of the person who speaks death. I don't want to speak death. I want to speak life because life and death are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat the fruit of it. So if that's all you're producing, or should I say, if that's all you're saying, if you're only speaking death, that's all you'll get back. So you got to be careful when these people come up to you and they're one of these, oh, I'm just hanging in there by a thread. You know that they're not really speaking life. You know they're speaking death because they don't have life in them to speak it. We, as saved folks, nah, that's not how we talk. We're not talking about things are just going to end tomorrow. We're not talking to, you know, we're not fainting. You know, we're not fainting at every corner. We, that's, that, we can't do that. Make this adjustment. I mean, we can't do that. That's not that's not what God's called us to. You know, uh, there's this. It's crazy being a Christian and being a complainer. Like I, that doesn't work. There's something going on. Somebody don't got some word in them. <laughs> you know, because if you have the word in you, that's not what you're speaking. You're not speaking those kinds of things. And so, again, prayers for my pastor, father in the faith, bishop. Uh, safe travels, safe journey. We we trust that the mission shall be completed because it's given of God. So again, we just want to thank you. He'll be back. And man, keep tapping in on us, man. Subscribe. Um, Shifo Media channel, man, on Apple uh, Podcasts. That's where you'll find this show, No Judgment Zone, and my other show, A Moment of Transparency. And God willing, some more shows dropping on my network too. Um, so subscribe to it, man, to get some real, um, some real dope down to earth with a kingdom mind, uh, type of content, man. Cause that's what we need. You know, we, my whole, my whole thing in, in starting this and not that I started podcasting, but I'm saying in me jumping into the podcast game, I already had in mind that, you know, I've done some homework. I've listened to some stuff out there. Um, I've heard enough in even Christian media. And I said, there's something missing here. There's a little, there's a little piece missing here. And this is where I fit in, I believe. 
I, I believe I'm, I can feel that peace that is, that is missing. And I'm sure, because I ain't nobody, I'm sure there'll be other people that will fill in those pieces as well. And maybe there's some out there. I ain't heard you. But if you are out there and you doing the same, God bless you. But I just know what I've heard in my little bubble here. Uh, the way we bring in it is what's missing. And that is simply being able to talk like normal people with a supernatural God in mind. You know, being able to deal with real life, talk about real things, not in a formatted kind of way, a religious kind of way. Let me put it that way, a religious kind of way. Not to bang on anybody else's show or program, or whatever, but that's that's kind of what you're getting out there in the Christian media. Very formatted, very uh, scripted, very uh, religious, you know, and I don't mind speaking against religion because Jesus did. The traditions of man, you know, this institutional church minded type of way of doing things that in all honesty people that are led by the spirit will always have a conflict with. And people that are led by religion and man-made traditions and, you know, holding on to other articles other than the scriptures, that's, they'll have a problem with that too. They'll have a problem with spirit-led people, which is crazy, right? I mean, you would think, but no, that's how it goes. Because in Jesus' time, that's what he encountered with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you know, and them boys was religious. They were the best, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they were top notch when it came to keeping the law. Yeah, they, they kept the law for sure. They kept the law outwardly to the T. But when Jesus came on the scene, he knew the hearts and he seen the hearts and he knew inwardly. You're not keeping the law. You're incapable of keeping the law inwardly. You do a good job playing the role, but now I see your heart. Such is the case today. Even in our Christian communities, a lot of us can be on time to church. A lot of us can go through the programs. We can go through the rituals. Some of us, or you know, maybe some of you, uh, you can... You pretty much know how church is going to go. You know the routine of church. You know when it's altar call, when it's time to tithe, when the choir is going to have a selection, when it's welcoming new guests and what. You know the program. And to me, I didn't grow up under those type of uh, regulations <laughs> or traditions. To me, that's mind-boggling. To me, that's weird that we've programmed God and that God is predictable in our services. That's weird to me. That is so strange because Jesus said that my spirit is like the wind. You don't know which way it's coming from or where it's going. He said, that's how I work. I can't predict God. I shouldn't be able to rehearse God. 
I should be standing in a posture of, dang, what is God going to do now? What's God going to do next? What is the miraculous of God that's going to take place next? Man, there's no way I should be able to predict God. No, not at all. Nor should I be able to predict how he's going to use me. (laughs) I shouldn't be, look, (laughs) I should be ready in season and out of season. Absolutely. But I don't know how that's going to work. All I know is that I have to be ready. I'm not scripted. The life of a Christian ain't scripted. Sorry. We turn to the scriptures, but we're not scripted. Because if the spirit is the spirit of God and he do what he do, my only job is to follow that. I might plan my way, but God directs my steps. I may have an idea of what I'd like to do, but at any given moment, there is subject to change. See, that's, that's, that's the fine print. <laughs> God is the fine print. So go ahead, formulate it, plan it. You could say, oh, at 11 o'clock is when this starts. We're going to go into 10 songs for an hour and a half. You know what I'm saying? 11, uh, uh, 1230. Then we're going to get into our tithing. 1245, then we're going to have another selection from the choir, 1250, let's welcome our guests, 1 o'clock, let's have another selection of the choir, (laughs) about 115, we'll probably get into the word for 30 minutes. <laughs> so we the most important part and I'm I'm just keep I'm just keeping it real man. I, I mean, you know, y'all can feel however you want to feel about it, but it's it's so funny. We've already almost killed 2 hours. 2 hours. And when we get to the word, when it's time for the preaching of the word, we only give that 30 minutes. The most important part the most important part, the th- getting to the thing that is giving you life, the thing that is giving you breath, the thing that is changing you, the thing that can help you and encourage you and instruct you and guide you, the thing that all of heaven and earth shall be removed, but will, but this will only stand The word of God, we're going to give it 30 minutes. But but we'll play religion for two hours. I'm sorry, that kind of tickles my flesh. Nah, I won't even say my flesh. I said said that would, that kind of irritates my spirit, to be honest. Because the flesh ain't got nothing to do with what's spiritual. That tickles my spirit, to be honest. And guess what? The other cold part about that is that's when people start leaving. <laughs> See, they didn't got all their entertainment. 
The choir done played their favorite songs. They got an emotional reaction. And once the word comes, man, everybody starts all of a sudden, man. All of a sudden? All of a sudden, you know I'm not lying about this. Y'all out there probably probably laughing because you know what I'm about to say. All of a sudden, we sleepy. Mm. I look around and people start yawning. And it's like, oh. All of a sudden, the word comes forth. And it's like you sucked out all the excitement from the room. And all of a sudden, oh, hey, brother, I'll, I'll check you later. I, I got to go pick up. Or, or oh, I, I, I had to go do. Hey, hey brother, uh, excuse me, I'm going to be be gone, man. I forgot I had to take care of it. All of a sudden, it's time to go. So we done got everybody excited. We entertained everybody for two hours. And by the time the word comes, is you know, show's over. Man, that should not be. I've literally started, not now, but I'm saying when I used to be part of this organizational type of thing. Uh, yeah, that got old with me. Quick. Because again, I didn't grow up like that. I grew up under the spirit of God. I grew up with the word of God. I grew up learning God straight up. I didn't grow up with commentaries and all this other stuff. I didn't grow up watching YouTube videos and TD Jakes on TV and all that. I didn't didn't grow up on none of that. I grew up on God with God through opening up his word and through fellowshipping with the brothers. That's how I grew up. I didn't grow up with all this religious stuff. So to me, according to the word of God, it's a trip that, The word ain't exciting to people. That's no, that's 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 my point in saying that. Um, I skipped. I began to skip out on that two-hour segment or the one and a half-hour segment. I'll show up when the word's about to come forth. So as everybody's getting up, ready to start leaving because the word's about to. That's when you'll see me come in. I'll be saying bye to brothers on the way in. I'll be saying bye to cats as they're leaving. <laughs> Where you going, bro? I got to go pick up my. Oh, man. Come to find out, I go in there and guess what? Pastor's been cracking that word open. About to preach a word. And I'm like, ah, here we go. I'll be excited. I'll be clapping, amens, and hallelujahs. The word's coming. Yeah. This is what I'm excited about. I don't know about all that clapping and dancing y'all was doing for two hours and going through your rituals, but this right here, this word, is what gets me excited because this is what I eat. This is my life. This is my bread, my my water, and, and my fish, and my all, everything. This word means a lot to me. When the word is going forth, that's when I'm excited. That's when I'm paying attention. And mind you, this has nothing to do with perfection or, or, you know, me being such a good person because Lord knows I need to get back more into my word. I need to, 
I need to read more. I need to open up more. You know, I need to continue to have an intimate, personal relationship with God through his word. I mean, I know what I need. I, I know that I haven't been on point with that. My point is saying that this is what really gets me. This is what excites me. No matter where I'm at in life or my mishaps or, you know, you know, my, my, uh, excuse me, my, um, you know, areas I missed the mark in, the word is still the word. It don't matter necessarily even what I do. Yes, obviously, if I'm doing something wrong or whatever, God wants to correct me. He wants to instruct me. He wants me to get into his will. He wants me to, to walk upright and all those great things. But the word don't change just because I'm acting goofy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, the word don't change because we decide to just veer left. The word is still there. The word's going to always remain. So that's what we have to pay attention to. That which remains, that's what we should hold to. Songs and all that, they're going to change. They're going to pass away. There'll be a new song. There'll be a, there'll be a different choir member. There'll be a new praise and worship leader. There'll be a di- all this stuff. None of that in reality. Nowadays, all that is just entertainment. None of that's really feeding my soul. Or should I say my spirit, man? It's only exciting my soul. It's only exciting my emotions. It's only entertaining me. See, in church, we're more concerned with entertaining people because entertainment keeps people. Entertainment draws people. But that's not how God works. So when you start planning and plotting, saying, oh, no, you know, uh, we got to do something more than the word. Guess what? You're wrong. The word is the word. Jesus didn't do nothing different than, other than preach the word and demonstrate the word. I think there's a lot of people that aren't demonstrating it, so they have to resort to entertainment. Uh-oh, that's a bar. Not many people are demonstrating the word, so you need to turn to entertainment. See, if we was really following like fivefold ministry, we would be seeing the miraculous of God. We'd be seeing the supernatural of God. We'd be seeing people in our congregations get healed and set free versus having the same 10 people come up at prayer time asking for prayer for the same thing daily. Fast forward three years, still coming up. And yeah, some of you out there, some of you, uh, you know, people that don't get it, are probably like, well, as long as they're there and they're still coming to get prayer and don't 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 knock them, at least they need prayer and they recognize where they're falling short at. Yeah, that's great. Accountability is awesome. We need that. We need to recognize where we're falling and all that type of stuff. But that's not God. God is setting you free. God is changing us not doing something or being the same people year after year after year no 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 that's not god that's called being stagnant that's called you doing what you want to do let's be real and sometimes we'll mask these type of things i know because i've done it before and we'll mask these type of things 
and, and, and make excuses for ourselves. Instead of saying, and I had this conversation with a brother just recently, and I tell on myself constantly whenever I bring up uh, uh, falling into things or maybe being bound with something or just being disobedient, whatever it is, I always say, no, I did it because I wanted to. And not in an arrogant way, like, oh, I'm bad. Who is this trying to, no, this spam interrupting my stuff. Um, this, you know, you're, you know, it's, um, it's not going to be finger pointing, should I say. I'm not going to say, oh, the devil, the devil just made me do it. The devil's really attacking me. No, I say, I, I, I did it because I wanted to do, I wanted to do it. Yeah, it's my flesh. Absolutely, it's my flesh. I ain't got no excuse. Man, I, I fell into it because I wanted to because each man is drawn away by their own lusts and desires. I can't blame nobody else for falling. I can, Yeah, there's instances. Listen, yes, there are instances where it's, it's, it's demonic attacks and there's, there's infiltration in your heart and your mind is just overcome. There's those instances where, yes, that's where we fall into stuff. But nine out of ten, brothers is doing, and sisters, they're caught up in stuff because they want to do it. Let's be honest. You want to. You want to. You want to do it. And how do I know that? Because I know the flesh. My flesh wants to do everything opposite of God. My flesh wants it. It craves it. It desires it. It's never going to change. That's why I don't tell people to change nothing. I'm not preaching change flesh. That's not a doctrine. But we preaching change your flesh like it's some kind of doctrine. And it's not. The word of God is spirit. And it's life. It don't have nothing to do with your flesh. <laughs> Jesus didn't say my word is flesh, spirit, and life. He said, no, my word is spirit and it's life. So what do you think the focus should be? My spirit and the word. Because my flesh is, is just hanging on for the ride. That's why we battle with it. It's a suit, a fleshly suit, a carnal suit, a corrupted suit, an evil suit. There is nothing good that dwells in me. Paul said that. The only good thing that lives in me is the spirit of God. So what do you think we should focus on? If my flesh is going to act a nut, what do you think I should be feeding? My flesh? Should I still continue to make provisions for my flesh? Because I'm only adding fire to the flesh. No, I'm the opposite. And I need to, on the contrary, I should be. Feeding my spirit, man. That's what's important. Because see, if I feed that and I strengthen that, I will not succumb to the desires of my flesh. I'll be able to trump daily what my flesh says. And I'll be able to die to it daily. Because my flesh is always going to say, go this way. My flesh is always going to say, 
the opposite of God. Your flesh ain't never going to be like, you know what God said? (laughs) I agree with that. Let's do that. Heck no. Heck no, it ain't going to do that. Again, I'm not perfect, man. Heck, not by any means. And that's not an excuse. I'm just, I only mention that because, you know, we're all growing. God is daily instructing us. God is daily um, changing us. So I I can, I can say that I'm, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not really where I want to be, but man, boy. Not where I used to be. Woo, I am not where I used to be, man. I tell people all the time, I mean, you could hang on to maybe these little areas of my life where I've missed a mark, but boy, I ain't nowhere what I used to be because we wouldn't even be having a conversation. You wouldn't even see my face in this circle. No, 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 I'd be on some other stuff, literally. Like, I I, I know where I came from and the culture I came from and and... And what that entails, like, yeah, that 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 has no space for anything like this. So we don't even have to reemphasize that. It, it it just is what it is. So I can look back and say, man, thank you, Lord, thank you. Again, not where I want to be exactly, but man, not where I used to be. No, no, no. I can say that confidently. Thank you, God. Thank Jesus that I'm not. Thank God I am not. And I hope many of you can say the same thing. So what we continue to do is we continue to press forward and and follow God, you know. So with that said, um, just, just lastly, you know, um, my pastor and I, we was talking about just kind of, um, well, him and some other people, they've, 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 you know, from time to time, they'll give you, you know, they'll give you your kudos. They'll give you, they're giving you props, you know, they're giving you like, they're telling you you're doing a good job all in while praising, praising God for you, you know, um, and thank God that there's people that can see the change. And there's thank God that there's people that can see certain things that you might not be able to see. Um, well, f- for me, the, the conversation, it, it was more so about just where I'm at in life. In comparison, and I know the Bible says, do not compare yourselves amongst one another. It is not wise. So I don't personally do it. I run my lane. I don't look who's next to me. I don't look who's behind me. I don't look who's in front of me. I run my lane. I follow God's instructions. I believe God. I continue to focus on him uh, as he's my primary, uh, you know, point of focus, which is the cross. That's what I look at. So I don't, whatever happens around me is, it's just bypassing me. I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't pay attention that much. Right. I don't pay attention enough to start saying, dang, I'm better than that person. I don't do that. (laughs) Right. I don't do that. So in this particular conversation, he was simply saying, you know, 
man, I look at this dude. This dude's pushing, he's mid-30s. He's pushing late-30s or this person's 40 or, you know, whatever. The, and it's like, how come these dudes can't get, these dudes can't get it together? Why are they so far behind? Why are these dudes, like, still living with their moms? And why are these dudes still trying to live with women and be with different women and, and leech off women and, and um, not taking care of their kids, not being responsible and all this type of stuff. And then it's like, well, you, uh, Miguel, look, I mean, man, look at you, bro. Like you're, you were sidelined for 15 years. You were out of bounds. You were out of the game for 15. Yet here you are the same age as many of these guys. And you're so further ahead. Like, you're doing what a man should do. You're a man. And again, I, I don't I don't consider it until it's spoken on, right? I don't, I don't personally view that. Like, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's dudes that I know, and I'm saying, like, bro, you, that's not what men do. <laughs> that's not what men do, man. To me, that's a disgrace, in a sense. What you're doing is is a is a dang shame. My carnal man is saying that's some sucker stuff. That's some buster stuff. That's some weak stuff. Right? But I don't again, I don't really get caught up in that. Um, so when it's brought to me, all I can say is, man, I don't really pay attention like that. Like I literally, honestly, I all I know is I believe God. When I got out of prison, well, even before I got out of prison, because in prison, they'll 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 encourage you and discourage you in the same sentence. Like they was telling us, they're like teaching us like these are the things you should get or these are the things that we you you need or whatever it might be. But in but then like literally the next sentence would be. Yeah, and you're but just remember you're gonna fail. Maybe not in those words, but that's what they're saying. They're like telling you not expect failure, expect rejection, expect to not really have it your way. Expect to be rejected. Expect to not get the best job. Expect to get the crumbs. Expect to get Less than because you're a felon. But yet they're telling you, oh, no, you can be out there and you can be successful. And it's very contradicting. And when I got my head out of that and I started seeking God more and was just thinking about the things of God, before I got out, God told me, I'm with you and all of heaven is behind you. When God told me that, I felt like I could do anything that I wanted to. I felt that I can do and pursue whatever it is that God put in my heart to do. So I left prison with that mentality and followed that very word. Up until date, up until today. See, so that's what I looked at. I never put my, I just never put myself in a category. Like, 
I never thought like, because I got a stain on me that it's going to hold me back. The stain of prison, being a, you know, an ex-convict, an ex-felon. I honestly kind of thought that, man, that's kind of my advantage, to be honest. That's what makes me a little unique. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what makes me a little different. Because I got something hanging over me, as far as society is concerned, not God. But I got something hanging over me that says, nah, you ain't going to make it and you ain't going to be accepted like that. And as God elevated me and added to me, it only made that thing hanging over my head, it only made it, well, <laughs> I should say having that thing over my head while God was elevating me is what made God more credible. Follow me, right? It, it's it's what made God more credible. Because I have something that's telling me, no, you can't. But I'm following a God that says, yes, you can. <laughs> so so the reality, this stain, this this um this thorn per se, this 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 uh you know, like Jacob, he wrestled with God and he ended up getting a, a you know. His, his hip dislocated. He ended up walking with a limp. And that limp signified him wrestling with God, right? But it was a reminder to him of God's promise. It was a reminder of, of him having an encounter with God. And guess what? We all got to have a limp. We all need something in our lives that remind us <laughs> Of who God is and how powerful he is. So for me, that's what prison is. For me, that's what having this stain, whatever it is. It's it's a reminder. I got my limp, but look how successful I've been because of God. So I I I, I yeah, I could sit here and be like, heck yeah, look at this guy. He's a bum. Still is almost 40. What's your excuse? I can look at a lot of dudes like that. Man, what's your excuse, bro? Who? We dang the same age, and I got curved for, you know, 15 years. You got the whole, you had 15 years of a head start on me. Why are you such a loser? See, I can say that. Why are you such a bum? What's wrong with you? See, I can do all that. But guess what? I, I I'll let my my fruit do the talking when it comes to that. I don't have to discourage nobody and put nobody down. Like I'm supposed to talk to dudes like, you know, what it is to, to follow God. I, I don't even want to say what it is, what it is to be a man because God is what makes you a man. Following God is what makes you a man. I didn't have the best. I had a father, but I didn't have the best father figure at all, by any means. So I, I still didn't really know what a man really was. You know what I'm saying? Because the man that were, you know, the men that were before me, they were not the best examples. So I still had to know what is a man? 
And God's the what God's what taught me to be a man. He's what made me to be a man. So now if 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 I'm further than people, it ain't to discourage them. It ain't to, you know, it ain't even to compare myself with them. It's it's to help and guide and say, no, nah, this is what this looks like. You can't be saved and farther behind. You you can't be saved and conduct yourself this way. You can't. Well, man, you did this. And, again, there's no excuse. I didn't do anything different but follow God. That's the only difference here. One's following God. One isn't. Because we all have the same opportunities. You can't tell me none. No, you can't. Listen, ain't nobody can tell me and look at me and say that I had a that I had a head start or I had the right, you know, or I had, um, you know, a one up on somebody. Even though God is the one up. See, that's the cheat code of life. If I'm going to keep it 100, God's the cheat code of life, bro. God is what's going to give you the success. Without God, I'm I'm in the same boat you are. <laughs> you feel me? So it's like, nobody can ever come to me and, and, and act like, Something was handed to me. Or should I say like a silver spoon type of deal? Nah, bro. I'm I'm from a broken home. I was growing up on the streets. I went to prison for 15. A kid and came out a man, 32 years old, having to deal with grown men stuff. But because I had God, you wouldn't, you'd have never thought I skipped a beat. (laughs) You'd have never... You'd have never thought I skipped a beat. I got out, hit work release, got two jobs, started going to college, went to college, all that, like got every every corner of life turning and changing for me. God was right there and put me in a better position at every corner. If I needed more because life was adding more to me, God would lift me up. And put me in a position where I could deal with that level of life. And so on and so on and so on. That's the only difference here, bro. (laughs) I ain't better than nobody. I get on the internet and I see dudes banging on each other. You's a bum. You don't got none. You ain't got enough money. You broke. You dudes is broke. That's all I hear on the stupid internet. People just making fun of each other over money. Who has more money? It's like, bro, really? That's what y'all banging on each other. Some of y'all got some nice jewelry, nice cars, but you don't even own nothing. You staying with your moms. Like, and again, I'm not trying to dog on dudes. It's just like, what are we talking about here? What are you dudes, what is people really bragging about? Me, I got what a lot of people desire to have, but I don't ever brag about it. To me, this is, like having a home and provide, you know, owning a home, providing for your, for, you know, your wife, your kids and, and having a car and all these type of different things that you making your home nice and, you know, renovate, you know, what remodeling and doing and, and just kind of like constantly upgrading just just to bring you a little bit of satisfaction. Just just being thankful for what you to me, that's normal. That's like what you should do. But I don't ever use it. To make myself better than somebody. And the reason why. Is because I know where it comes from. It didn't come from my own hand. 
I was sidelined for 15. I have a crush. Listen, bro. I didn't do this on my own. I didn't obtain anything by my own hand. All I did is get a cheat code, which is Jesus. And all I did was follow the cheat code, which is the word of God. <laughs> I promise you, that's all I did. There's people that are close to me that can tell you about my imperfections. They can tell you if I went left, they can tell you that I ain't been perfect. I've confessed it myself. Yet none of that had merit on my success. Because despite of missing the mark, not being perfect, sometimes going left, what I have never done is abandon God. I can say that. Lord, you know. You know I know. You know that I can do better in certain areas. You know I still got a long way to go. You know I, but I know, you know that I ain't abandoned you. That I ain't left you. You know that my faith is only in you. That when it gets hard, and even when it's good, I still turn to you. Can nobody tell me nothing different? You can't tell me. Nobody can tell me that. Nobody can say that I turn my back on God. You can't tell me that. Because guess what? Even he, being right here, recording and talking to y'all and giving you whatever God's given me to give you, that's part of the proof in itself. Again, I'll emphasize that. If I'm not with God, you don't even get this. <laughs> I'm not hitting record for you. The streets would keep me too doggone occupied to come record for you. So, I, I, I mean, that's not up for debate. And that's the beauty of God. And that's what I want to encourage you guys in, in closing. It's never about whatever your flesh is saying and whatever your flesh wants to do. It ain't never about that. It's always going to be about you following Christ. For those that ain't saved, maybe curious and wondering, this is the cheat code. You need Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Not to get you things. That's not the purpose. Contrary to popular belief, allowing God, Christ Jesus, his spirit into your life, into your heart, and being forgiven of your sins. Hold that note. Being forgiven of your sins isn't a gateway for you to just all of a sudden become a billionaire or to have nice things or to live lavish. That's not why we come to Christ. Rewind to that footnote. Why do we turn to him? Because we've sinned against God. And our eternal destination is at hand. We need a savior from our sins. I don't need a savior to bring me into riches and glory and, and, and you know, uh, status and fame and all that type of stuff. That's not why we get saved. Because let me tell you something. 
many of the times it'll drive you further from that. Because that's not what's important. What import, what's important is having my eternal salvation sealed. That I have been forgiven of my That's the first miracle. Forgiveness is a miracle. Because I'm incapable of forgiving. So much crap. So much mess. I'm incapable of that. But God, he's capable of that. And that's what he offers us in Christ Jesus is forgiveness of our sins. And when we accept him into our hearts, he comes now and lives inside of your imperfect self. And he begins to clean house. And he begins to put you in order. He begins to show you what a man or what a woman is. He begins to teach you. He begins to take out the old and replacing it with the new. He begins to transform you that you might function into the human being with purpose, with importance, with power, with all these great things the way you were created to be. Without him, you're living life out of order, man. You got a big spiritual out of order sign on you if you're living outside of Christ. I don't care how quote unquote successful, how much money you get, whatever, you know, followers you get on IG or Twitter or whatever. You could flaunt the money phone and have jewelry on and flash watches and all that type of stuff. Guess what? There's a big sign on you that says out of order. And you look nuts. You look like one of them dudes, one of them chicks that, you know, you walk by and you notice that somebody smacked a kick me sign on the on, on his or her back. That's that's how goofy you look without God. Sorry to say, not trying to be mean, but spiritually, that's how you look. Looking good and glamorous outside, inside you looking like one of them walking dead cats. Because that's how it is. It's a spiritual thing. It's not a natural thing. I'm only benefiting from natural things because my inward man has changed. It's different. So it's a byproduct. It's really a byproduct. What's in you comes out of you. If all that's in you is death, that's all you have around you. But if you have life, you have success around you. So bird's eye view, looking back. Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. I'd like I'd like some more money in my bank account. <laughs> I'd still like to be a little more comfortable when it comes to that. Absolutely, but ma'am, nah, not broke. Nope. I own a I own land. I own a piece of land. You know, I, some would call it the American dream. I have it, I guess. See, I don't even look at it like that. I have other people be like, you're living the American dream, brother. And I'm like, I mean, you be excited for me then. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't, hey, you celebrate it for me. Cool. You could do that. But again, I, I, maybe I have the right to, maybe I have the right to look back and say, man, look at all that I own or look at this or look at what I have or look how far I've came. But even that's tricky. That's, that's, that you're, you know, there's a fine line of pride right there somewhere. And me, I'd rather avoid it because again, y'all, I was curved for 15, man. I have a handicap of it. I don't, should I say y'all have a handicap on me, if anything, you know, 
Y'all, y'all, y'all didn't get curved like that. You didn't have, you didn't have to go away for a while. You didn't have to leave as a child and then come back as a grown man. You know, you, you all have had a head start on me if you haven't experienced that. And so if I have it, if I have what you're still trying to obtain, hey man, that's, that's not me being better than you. Honestly, that's not, that's not me being better than you. Um, I only just want to be somebody that says, hey, look what God can do. Excuse me. Look what God can do. And he can do it for you because he's not a respecter of person. But it's never about obtaining things. It's about obtaining Christ. It's about being more like him. Because I can have things and still not be full. I can have things and still not be satisfied. I'm cl- I promise I'm closing this out. Lastly, just to emphasize this point, I was listening to a podcast. They were talking about Kanye West. And obviously these gentlemen are not saved. So there was a, 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 just a question of just him, his faith and things like that. Because somebody tweeted some some little, one of these little weirdos, you know who you are, uh, said that he worships the devil, he, not Kanye, but he, himself. He was saying, I worship the devil and Kanye West is a fake pastor, blah, blah, blah. And so they were talking about that. And one of the gentlemen, I love what he said. It, this is from the world's point of view. And, and there was truth to it. Thank God that he was able to kind of see this. But he said, you know, Kanye is this, Kanye is that. And um, he said, but to me, I think uh, w- w- as far as his faith is concerned, I look at Kanye West as like, yo, look at this dude. This dude's a billionaire. This dude's a billionaire, yet he's showing, you know, he has everything. He's, you know, he has anything money can buy. Um, He's successful. He's famous. Um, Some arguably would say he was married to one of the most beautiful women out there and, and famous woman out there. And so he has everything yet. You still see a dissatisfaction in his life. There is a void that he is still trying to fill. And I believe that's where God comes in for him. And I thought it was so eloquently put. And and it was like, praise God that this dude, you know, being in the world, maybe, I don't know, maybe deep down he does believe in God or maybe he, there's a, maybe there in his heart, there's, there's a, there's a, a faith thing that he has, um, for at least for, for being at least able to see that. And I thought that was so powerful because that's so true. You can look uh, at Kanye West as an example of that and him and Millions of others that are successful, that have everything, but guess what? They'll never fill the true void of life. That's why you see some of these people going crazy. They have everything going crazy. They have everything, can't stay married. They have everything, commit suicide. They have everything but addicted to drugs, porn, whatever it might be. These vices that are destroying their lives. They have everything though. So what do you really have at the end if you're still dissatisfied? That, my friend, is where God comes in. 
That is where Jesus makes the difference. That is, that's exactly where Jesus makes the difference. He's the only one that can fill that void. And only then will true peace, satisfaction, and fulfillment come to your life. So you can accumulate, you can stack money, you can stack whatever, you can, you can fill your barn. But at some point, you're going to know that this ain't enough. This is something else. Something else I'm missing. And I know what it is. It's Jesus. So the, sir, the sooner we could turn to him and invite him into your heart and into your life, the sooner your life would change and you'll find true rest for your souls, true peace, true satisfaction, true joy, whether you're rich or poor, because that is what God does in Christ. So, all right, man, I, I just appreciate y'all. I don't want to keep rambling because I got so many other points I could have got to. I didn't even think I was going to be on here that long. I don't have my clothes with me. Um, but here we are almost an hour in. Uh, again, I want to shout out my pastor, Safe Travels. Shout out everybody that's tuning in. Shout out to everybody um, just out here in the Northwest doing the work and all around the world. Shout out to all y'all out there listening, uh, doing the work. Shout out to the people that are curious about God, wanting to know about God. Shout out to even the haters and the doubters. Shout out to even the skeptics and the atheists and all of y'all who might even just give an ear to hear what this crazy Christian talk is all about. And I hope that you got something out of it. I appreciate y'all until the next time. Tune in to the No Judgment Zone every Tuesday through Saturday. That just simply means we'll drop an episode on one of these days. So just keep your, or should I say Thursday through Saturday, keep your eye on those days uh, because we'll be dropping somewhere in between those days, either Thursday, Friday, or a Saturday at the latest. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all, man. God bless. Continue to be encouraged out there. Oh, and mask up. Stay masked up. If you choose to get the vaccine, I don't know. That's your personal thing. I don't know. All I know is mask up, stay safe, watch your loved ones. Don't be around these crazy crowds. And uh, please don't shoot anybody. We still got a lot of that going on around. I, I, don't, I don't get it, man. If you're a licensed gun owner and you can open carry and all that, uh, friendly reminder that doesn't give you the license to pull guns on people. That doesn't give you the license to kill. I see many of you doing that. Just pulling out guns. Just pulling out random people. Not even gangsters. Just random people. Pulling out guns. Waving guns. Shooting people. That, 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 that It's not a legal right to just act hard. And act tough. And be a bully. And pull guns out and kill people. That's not why you have. It's a license to carry it. Not to go around and act like you're freaking, uh, what's my man's name? John Wick. <laughs> All right? Chill. Love y'all. Until the next time. Peace.